okay, it's still noonish here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, um, and Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use for Tuesday, December 12th, um, when we found out that Ford is jet. Anyway, we're your hosts. I'm Ray. That's Zach. Get a big hat, ladies and gentlemen. Just get a All right, folks, I'm, I'm playing through the pain today. We're going to jump right in. Dad, Ford last night. I'm surprised this was not a Friday afternoon announcement because typically that's what they'll do is Friday afternoon announcements, but not a Friday afternoon announcement. Dad, Ford cutting 2024 F-150 Lightning production plans by half. This was the shocking news that came out last night. Dad, seems like Ford's EV ambitions are not coming to fruition. See what I did there? Dad, is Ford effed, like I said in the title of today's show? Because it kind of seems like Ford's effed. All I know is, allegedly, when they announced that truck, you know, that truck that was going to be $39,000, you know, kind of like the Cybertruck was going to be $39,000, and neither one of them's anywhere near $39,000. But it seems to me when Ford announced that truck, they had, I don't want to exaggerate here, but they had a gazillion reservations and orders for them okay just they didn't know what they they didn't have enough paper to process all the orders that they had for these vehicles and 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 now they don't know what to do they they i don't know what happened to all those orders uh, perhaps they all evaporated or they were just a figment of somebody's imagination or the PR department's work. But now those orders have disappeared. Uh, the vehicles that are like on the lot, nobody wants. Uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah, yeah. Get that giant ass. Um, yeah, yeah. They need some protection. Yes. Dad, I'm I'm quickly going to Google search here because we're going to look back at some headlines from, I don't know, two years ago talking about all the Ford reservations because you're spot on. There was a huge, huge PR oh, yeah. push of, you know, there's too many reservations. This was all during you know Tesla's rise and, and all the interest there. And now Ford going into 2024, Dad, obviously cutting uh, their production by half. And I don't know if that's going to be the end of the announcements from Ford because when I go to CarEdge and I look at their available EV inventory, Yes. There are 41,318 electric, new electric Ford vehicles for sale nationwide. Whoops, let me go new. 39,219 new electric Ford vehicles for sale nationwide. And it's not even the F-150 Lightning that's most concerning. It's the Mustang Mach-E, Dad. We haven't had any word from Ford yet what they're doing with the Mach-E, but you know, we have conversations with dealers. You can only put so many Mustang Mach-Es into your um, you know, service loaner fleet before yes. there's too many Mustang Machis in your service <laughs> loaner fleet. So I don't know if this is the beginning of, of multiple announcements from Ford about their electric vehicle ambitions in general. I wouldn't be surprised, would you, if we see more announcements from them and other automakers actually cutting back some of their push for electric vehicles in 2024? Um, no, I, 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 I think they, they all bet big bucks big bucks, no whammies, ladies and gentlemen, they all bet big bucks that EVs were like the only way to go. And they all made these giant ass announcements every time they said they were coming out with something. And every mm -hmm. time they said they were coming out with it, well, the number of reservations was just through the roof, through the roof. I mean, 
it just I, we don't know how we're ever going to build all these for all these people. Well, I don't know. Um, you didn't have to worry about it because there weren't all that many people. Apparently, the problem in in my mind, and it's huh. just in my mind. I, I don't know. I don't know the the answer. But the problem to me seems to be they are too damn expensive. Okay, uh, all the infrastructure that's needed isn't there yet. Um, they haven't started utilizing the Tesla chargers yet, which will be a big deal. Um, so what's, why would anybody want them? Why do you, why would people want to spend the type of money it takes to get one of these, whether it's the, the Mach-E or whether it's the lightning or whatever else they decide that they're coming out with. I mean, there were, there were over 400 Ford dealers that have backed out of being electric yeah. vehicle dealers. Okay. They don't necessarily see the, the future of this as being quite as robust as some of the other dealers do. Now, could they be wrong? I don't know. Maybe they're looking at what is happening today and they're having a difficult time looking at today and projecting three, four, five, six years into the future and going, it's going to be gangbusters. Yeah. I, I don't know that it will be. I, I mean, yeah, I get all the mandates. I get the government would like there to be. But at, at a certain point, the government's going to go, maybe we're moving just a little too fast. Um, maybe we're just not quite as ready for this and prepared for this as we thought we could be. And and so maybe the hopes that they had for 2030 will suddenly become the hopes that they have for 2035 or 2040. But the, it's not happening the way they all projected it to happen. And it's certainly not happening the way Jim Farley projected it would happen. So this was right after Ford opened their reservation bank back in 2021. Ford says it has racked up 20,000 F-150 20, Lightning reservations sure. hours hours after the pickups debut and then dad when we look at the automotive news article let me pull this back up on the screen this is not the first dialing back of yes. ford f-150 lightning production if you remember correctly actually during the uaw strike mm -hmm. there was uh, let me pull it up here where was it where was it in october ford yes. temporarily idled one of three shifts at the lightning plant affecting about 700 workers and if i'm not mistaken the uaw came out and said hey these electric vehicles aren't selling, and so Ford's already taking shifts away, and they were trying to use that as part of their justification for trying to you know, garner their uh, wage increases and things like that. Dad, the goal for the F-150 Lightning was supposed to be up to 150,000 vehicles produced annually. It's yes. unclear now what the goal is going to be moving forward. If it's half, then it would be 75,000 of these Ford F-150 Lightnings annually. Still seems like a lot of them, um, especially when the entire ICE business, internal combustion engine F-150 business, is underwriting it. Um, yeah, you can see it says it right there. Output of gasoline-powered pickups at plants in Michigan and Missouri is expected to be essentially unchanged, the company said in yeah, the memo. That's, that's, that's because nobody... Other than Tesla, nobody has convinced the American public it's time to go EV, Okay. And nobody other than Tesla is competitive. It's, yeah. it's just that simple. Because um, Ford loses money on every electric vehicle that they sell, including the F-150 Lightning. Dealers don't seem to make money off of it. 
you know, so it's like where in the value chain are people winning? I mean, maybe maybe customers who feel like they got they paid a good value for the F one fifty Lightning. I guess maybe you can make a case that they're winning in this. Maybe maybe the fact that the electric pickup trucks don't do exactly what it is um, that electric pickup trucks are alleged to be able to do. Um, you know, maybe that's part of it. Maybe maybe there was. X number of early adopter adopters, and uh, uh, well, those people were pretty happy. They got what they wanted, and they ain't in the market right now. Nor do they need to be in the market right now. And and I know, you know, the big things. Wait till the cyber. Well, the cyber trucks out, okay, but they can't ramp up production to anywhere near th the number of reservations they allegedly have. Um, so that. Even though everybody says, "Well, wait for the cyber, uh, the, the cyber trucks," they're not going to be built in the quantity that that they allegedly need. So, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, ladies and gentlemen, and and it's and it's not the first time that uh, uh, big American corporations or big corporations, period, have used smoke and mirrors. What was the Ford product? Um... Ed, Ed, the Ed, Edsel? the Edsel, the Edsel, yeah. Didn't the yeah. Edsel flop big time? Like, is this not the first yes. time, just even at Ford, that an expensive, innovative new vehicle was not going to actually garner as much, um, you know, mass adoption as as you know they had yeah. anticipated on the corporate side? Because I think the Edsel, what was that? When when was the Edsel? The late Man, I'm, fifties, I, early sixties, long before, <laughs> long before I even knew what a girl was. Um, <laughs> But I mean, there's, you know, but there weren't, there were, what about Mercury? I mean, there, it used to be Lincoln and Mercury. Now it's just Lincoln. And well, you know, why would anybody want a standalone Lincoln store? Um, so it, it's just, there have been any number of failed attempts at brands or vehicles that, that somebody thought. Um, the American public desperately wanted. And as it turned out, the American public wasn't that damn desperate. Um, so that, you know, I, I kind of feel bad for Jim Farley in the sense that, you know, oh, well, uh, the price is not going to be negotiable and, and the dealers aren't going to have to have them in inventory. And well, yeah, there's no need to have them in inventory. Nobody wants them. Um, and, and, you know, now the, the dealers are allowed to mark down the prices on their Machis and their their lightnings that are sitting there. Um, yep, that was a new that was a new evolution recently. Yes. Is that dealers can now advertise discounts on electric vehicles previously that was not allowed. This seems to just be. I mean, you got to give kudos to Farley in the sense that he was being most aggressive. He was being most uh, forward thinking. He was trying to do things most uh, uh, kind of like brashly, I guess. Like he was just going for it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think in these giant corporations, especially with so many moving pieces, they move a lot more slowly than anyone would like them to. And this is a perfect example that paired with the fact that customers don't want to spend this much money for these vehicles. Well, you, you know, it, it's it's always interesting as a CEO to uh, really uh, want to move swiftly when it ain't your money. Um, and and uh, so whatever money's being lost... Um, it ain't coming out of Jim Farley's pocket, and and the reason I say that is you look at the at the alliance uh, between Renault and Nissan, and 
Renault has has said that that they have a I think it's a forty five percent stake in Nissan, and they're going to sell down to about a fifteen percent stake, and uh, they're going to do that over time, and it's going to cost them one point six five billion dollars in losses in order to do that. So. If it ain't your money, you can make all the all the brash and wrong decisions decisions you want to make. Perfect example, uh, uh, Rollison at, at Lucid. I mean, my God, you know, no company, no automotive company on the face of the planet loses more money than they they do, and yet rewards their CEO with a three hundred and sixty nine million dollar payday for doing it. Maybe maybe one of the reasons why the chief financial officer just left. Is she was upset that that you know her pay plan wasn't based on the same uh, percentage of losses as his was. I don't know. <laughs> Let's come here to the chat, and then we are going to share some interesting information from the community. We've got from Drew. Thank you for the contribution, you, Drew. Drew. It is worth remembering that EV sales continue to grow year over year, 100% spot on. EVs aren't going anywhere and sales will continue to grow, just not as fast as some thought. I think this is spot on. You know, yeah. remember when the automakers came out and said by 2030 or even by 2025, there were going to be certain thresholds that were hit. You've got to imagine that if you're the legacy automakers, you're looking at your P&L debt, your profit and loss statement. It's like EVs, we lose money. Internal combustion engine vehicles, we make money. Customers seem to still be buying the internal combustion engine ones. Like they... The economic incentive has to be there for them to want to switch. And even though the government's underwriting a lot of that, it's still not enough to offset all the profits they make from you know selling F-150s, Chevy Silverados, and, and Ram 1500s. So yeah, will are EVs going anywhere? Obviously not, but it is a big blemish on the EV strategy when you have to cut production in half you know, year over year. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, that everybody thought that the amount of demand for EVs was greater than the amount of demand for EVs really is. And that's not... Or is it price price point, Dad? Because we've talked about this before. Maybe people don't care about powertrain. Maybe they don't want to buy a $100,000 pickup truck, which we see that at Ram, and they don't even have any electric options. So like, I always get torn in these conversations of, is it powertrain or is it price? And my gut tells me it's price, Dad. I think it's a combination of the two. I, you know... There, there's a certain percentage of Americans that are ready to make that leap. Okay, to EVs, there, they, there are. They, they, they've, they've either been conditioned to, or they have this strong desire to, and, and, and so they did. And now the rest of the market for EVs has kind of slowed down because those who weren't as enamored with EVs to begin with are still. They still want ICE vehicles for, I don't know, a little longer, maybe another maybe another 10 years. I don't know. But yes, EVs are here. Yes, EV sales will continue to climb year over year. And no, they're not going to climb at the rate that everybody anticipated they would. I'm not I'm not saying there shouldn't be EVs. I'm just saying everybody should take a big deep breath and slow the hell down. Um, you know, let So it, then do you commend Ford for what they're doing, Dad? Because they're taking they a big no deep choice. breath and slowing the hell down. Well, they have no choice. They can they can, you know, it it let it happen organically. Okay. 
Don't just try and force it down people's throats. Let it happen organically. And and then one day we will get to the point where organically the movement will have grown so quickly and so so vastly that everybody will be ready to get on the, the EV bandwagon, except for a few of us stragglers like myself. I don't know if I agree with that one, Pops, but it's neither here nor there. I think, Dad, at the end of the day, Ford has recognized that their electric uh, F-150 Lightning is not selling and that I would not be surprised. And so they're cutting production by 50% next year. I would not be surprised if we see more announcements or, quite frankly, not announcements, but things we have to dig out of earnings updates and things like that. Because, and, and let's just do, you know me, I love doing this. We're in. This is somewhere in New Jersey, 088817, Woodbridge, New Jersey. Let's just click on the first Mach-E in the search results, Dad. There's a 271 days supply. Okay. Within 100 miles of this vehicle, there are 771 similar vehicles for sale, yet only 128 have sold in the last 45 days. That's what Ford's looking at. And this is on a Mach-E, not an F-150 Lightning. Yes. This is happening across a humongous spectrum of vehicles, not just electric vehicles, but many of these overpriced and expensive new vehicles. We talked about it just recently on the show, the new car price inflation. You've got to imagine that Stellantis is going to be cutting back some of their production as they have too many Jeeps sitting around, the four bys and others. So it's like, mm-hmm. to me, I, I think regardless of your stance on electrification, this is a reflection of OEMs moved quickly. They've got back to producing vehicles in mass, and now they're realizing, oh, crap, our prices are going to plummet because the supply and demand balance is, is out of whack. And yeah. this is their attempt to get that back back into uh, a good place in 2024. This, 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 this was Ford's way of saying, we made a mistake. Yeah, okay. Exactly. This, 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 you know, there was that Kevin Costner movie about baseball, baseball field of dreams, whatever the hell it was. If, if you build it, they will come. And, and that's what everybody in the automotive industry thought that if you build an EV, the customers will come. And maybe that'll be true in 2035. It's not true in 2023. And my suspicion is it won't be true in 2024. And and so, yeah, Ford's the first of the major players to say, yep, we screwed up. We made a mistake. Uh, we thought it was going to happen faster than it's going to happen. And um, we realize the error of our ways now, and we're going to cut back. And And I believe that other manufacturers will follow suit in, until until the demand for the product actually meets with the supply. I, I don't think we're going to see these these manufacturers going out on a limb and and building as many of these as they had originally said they were. We are starting to see the supply and demand pendulum get back into the right uh, pendulum swinging. It's just swinging back to the other side, I guess is what I'm trying to say. New okay. vehicle incentives. This is the latest data just came out this morning from Cox Automotive of 136% year over year. You and I, Dad, have been looking at this chart for a long ass time. Yeah. Okay. Blue line represents the average incentive percentage of the average transaction price of a vehicle sold, AKA it's at 5.2 right now. So that means that 5.2% of the transaction price is covered by an incentive. 
by yeah. the manufacturer. And then the orange line is the current average new vehicle transaction price, which sits at uh, just above $48,000. This chart, for the longest time, you can see back pre-2017, 2018, 2019, and even parts of 2020, the average amount of incentive was around 10% of the or vehicle more. selling price. Or yeah. more, yep. Up to 11%, 12%. And then it plummeted all the way down to about 2%, 2.5%. And now you can see the recovery. Aver you know, yeah. transact uh, incentives are back to five point two percent. And and once we get the December data, that it's going to show it even more. Oh yes. And so this is a representation of supply and demand getting back into the right place. Like the blue line, if we're going to go back to historical norms, should be above the orange line, and we're inching our way there. This 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 is the perfect example of why manufacturers. MSRPs are inflated. And the and 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 the reason they leave them inflated is because they will artificially impact the transaction prices via uh incentives. As much as 10-11% is what they had done in the past. Um they have figured out during COVID that well, they didn't have to underwrite them at all. Okay, there were people who still wanted cars, there were no cars to be had, and people pay for it. it now we're getting back. Now it almost to me it almost begs to say, rather than leave your your MSRPs as inflated as they are, why don't you just set the manufacturer's retail price at a at a real level at at what at what the real manufacturer's suggested retail price should be, not the elevated one. And and so if you know ultimately that your MSRP is 10 to 11% too high, and the reason you know that is because you spent 10 to 11% in incentives to get the people to buy them, well, why don't you just lower them 10 to 11% and forget about the incentives? But having said that, you can't do that because you have hooked the American buyer on the on the incentive. We, as the American buyer, are 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 hooked on the incentive tit. I mean, it is just that simple. We we if you ain't giving us something on top of it, we're not buying it. And pretty much. That, and that's the manufacturer's fault. It 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 just it yeah, it just they they screwed up so bad. Speaking of incentives, folks, yeah. I can't help myself but do this, Pops. We are offering, between now and the end of the month, free shipping on all Mazdas purchased through the Car Edge. Yes, free shipping, Dad, nationwide. I know you're going to be on my butt. Zach, you can't do it nationwide. It's so expensive. We're doing it. Between now and the end of the month, caredge.com slash buy slash Mazda. If you're purchasing a Mazda between now and the end of the year, please consider purchasing through Car Edge. We are doing free nationwide shipping. So there is no crazy, oh, it costs $1,000 to get it to California. No, we're covering the cost of that. We are going to try our best to show the world that having pre-negotiated pricing, no negotiations, no salespeople involved works damn well, even if it costs me a little bit. Is that bit. for the 48 <laughs> contiguous states? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes, come on, not probably, damn it. I mean, you know, I don't, if you want if you want to run your company <laughs> into the dirt, you go right ahead. It's your company. You know, I'm I'm just I'm just the guy that had the the automotive retail experience, okay? If but if you want to get crazy 
and you want to underwrite and so that you can see how much money you can lose this month, God bless you. Go for it. But by doing this, the uh, the the viability of the company will be a little less viable at the end of this month as opposed to the previous month. And David is absolutely, but it's your damn business. If you want to run it into the ground, you want to run it into the ground. You do run it. It's up to you. Um, you're at it. I'm, I'm just between you, me, and the 1,500 or so people that are listening. You're- <laughs> Whoa, where'd my dad go? That's so strange. What happened? Your internet connection okay, Pops? You're out of oh, your damn you mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay? You are just... You are just absolutely out of your mind. But, you know, what the hell? Maybe, maybe you 48 have 48 contiguous states, have, folks. 48 contiguous yeah, states. Yeah, have, have, have you negotiated a new pay plan with your, with your underwriting? Do you have the if Saudi investment no. fund backing you up? I mean, do you want to get to what, – are you Dad, trying? Stop, stop, stop. We're good. 48 contiguous states, point taken. But yeah, we're doing free shipping. We're proving the point that it works when you purchase cars through Car Edge for everyone involved, but only in the 48 contiguous states. Can we do our favorite segment of the show, Pops? I think you just did it. (laughs) Really? Really, Zach? You got to be kidding me. Okay, we'll start here. Uh, Quick brief, because we spent a lot of time on Ford earlier in the show. Dad, this was just sent over to me over on x look at this ford dealer man yeah there's just there's just cars i mean just look at that those are all Machis. yeah this is like back-to-back rows of broncos yeah i mean there are just cars come on pick on other dealers too got a whole video here. all right the other really you gotta be kidding me this one's super interesting today yeah. dad Dealers to Nissan stores abruptly close ahead of floor plan lender lawsuit. This is some of the shady crap that yeah. goes on in this industry. Two Stephanie Morris Nissan dealerships, one each in Missouri and Colorado, abruptly closed this fall. And the dealer and her companies now face at least three lawsuits. What happened here, you might ask? Well, Dad, in a Missouri federal court lawsuit filed November 6th, floor plan lender Equity Bank is attempting to recoup more than $2.5 million in unpaid loans from the Colorado and Missouri stores and, the Morris, and from Morris and her husband, who personally guaranteed loans up to $3 million. What happened here, Dad, is the bank determined 75 vehicles being used as collateral were missing. Yeah, $1.8 million in vehicles just not to be found. This stuff can happen, man. And this is a huge, really, you got to be kidding me. Not only can it happen, it happens all the time. It's, it's, it's you know, where the dealer doesn't have the cash to pay off the floor plan on the vehicle that was sold. And so once a month, the lender comes in and they do a floor plan check. And, um, you know, I, I used to always look forward to those days because I knew that there was going to be an hour of my day where the the floor plan checker was going to come into my office and say, okay, uh, this VIN number, where's this car? Where's this car? You know, oh, well, that's somebody's demo. Okay, can we have them bring it in so I can see the demo? Um, uh, that's out on a test drive. Good. I need the picture of the, what. And you'd have to, that's at the body shop. And you'd have to figure out where each one of the cars was. Um, because you're only given X amount of time from when you sell it to your 
ultimate retail customer to when you have to pay it off with the lender. They they don't want to keep lending you money on a vehicle that isn't there anymore. They want to get paid for having lent you that money. Um, you know, and it turns out that I have worked for dealers. Now I wasn't there when it happened, but I had oh, worked yeah. at this at this dealer um, where uh, after I had left. Um, they were having some great difficulty, the cash flow issues, and they were unable, they were out of trust. They they were unable to pay off the vehicle. Bless you. They were unable, bless you again. They were unable to pay off the vehicles once they sold them. Um, and they got sued. And yes, the dealer ends up having to sell the dealerships. Um, now, if you and your husband have personally guaranteed up to $3 million worth of that, well, um, yeah, I guess they're going to be in for a, a little bit of hurt, but what the hell? What, I mean, what the hell? <laughs> they're not only being sued, Dad, by the floor plan bank. They're yeah. also being sued by one of their um, uh, extended warranty or vehicle service contract companies that they worked with, as well as their prior floor manager for the dealership as well. The uh, Mechanical Breakdown Protection Incorporated, uh, Mechanical Breakdown Protection Incorporated is uh, seeking $375,000 and the floor manager is suing them for unpaid wages. So this just seems like a perfect example of it starts at the top. Shady, bad, illegal crap starts at the top. Okay, and this is a dealership. Thank goodness they're no longer in business. It's a shame that people got defrauded here and hopefully they yeah. get caught, you know, and, and, uh, and justice is served. But holy crap, man. When people like this own these operations, no wonder. You know, no wonder customers end up getting screwed in situations. It's because the owners are bad people. Like, there's no justification for what these people did to the banks, the insurance company, and their staff. That's terrible. Well, you know, they're 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 bad or shady business people. Um, they they are not watching everything that they need to watch, or they are or they are taking out more money from the business than they should um, for their own personal gain. Uh, you know, I, I won't say it's for a yacht because, well, you're in Missouri, um, you know, in, in Colorado, I, you know, but for whatever it is that they want. And yeah, some, some, it's like anything. Some people abuse their positions of authority when they have a business or something to run. And and it happens. It's un it's unfortunate, um, you know. Well, a well-run automobile dealership can make a lot of money, okay. But it has to be well-run. It has to be well-managed. It, it 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 all starts. It all starts with inventory management and um, keeping your eye on the small stuff. You know, because and, if, if if you're keeping your eye on the small stuff, that the big stuff will take care of itself. And uh, having character and moral values that yeah, I think yeah, that that helps. Missing, no, totally that, missing in that uh, yeah, other example. It, it's 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 inconceivable to me. <laughs> oh my. I'm sorry. I'll be careful. All right, folks. Again, final reminder, CarEdge.com. If you're looking to purchase a Mazda, we are a great resource. I'm super proud of the partnership that we have and the opportunity we have. Just come on the homepage, click View Inventory, and go ahead and take advantage of the fact that we have free shipping within the contiguous 48 states of the United States of America. Come take advantage of that between now and the end of the year. Pops is disappointed. We'll share an update on how many cars are sold by the end of the month. And then maybe he'll have a smile on his face because he'll know 
that we proved well, a really it, important it, point. It doesn't matter how many cars you've sold at the end of the month. If you're losing a thousand dollars in transportation fees per per car being sold, it shows it shows the world like, hey, look, this works. We need another I, Mazda no, dealer. I don't know west of the it, Mississippi, but it shows it works. Nobody's saying it doesn't work, but you know, it's like that old, you know, well, we're losing like $750 for every car that we ship. Well, how's that going to work out? Well, we're going to make it up in volume. No, you're not. You're only going to lose more in volume. It, so we'll it, sign up a good dealer west of the Mississippi. Come on. Well, man. maybe you do that before you start offering free shipping in the 48 contiguous United States. Um, yeah, no. God bless you. Uh, we got I, the I, team on standby, Make We don't have any console calls available between now and the end of the month, but we have all the coaches available via live chat. Email, all that fun stuff. Hey, man, and Justice is right. It worked for Lucid, Dad, so just can you calm down for yeah, me, but please? but you got the out. They, the, they got the Saudis. Stop it. Stop it. You got Victor Capitalist. You got Victor Capitalist back in you. They want to see a return on their investment. Oh, my. You know, all the stuff that I thought I taught you over the years, apparently I didn't teach you any. But, we'll you know, be back tomorrow. First. But I love you. I love you. And, I, and I'm super proud of you. And um, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. You know, why don't, why don't we just start paying people to buy a car? For we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, this is like it's like putting each other in time out it's hilarious you can remove me i can remove you yeah yeah but i don't i i let you control the show but yeah no yeah no i think it's i think it's great i think it's great you know you you, you do you buddy i do me you do you uh, all will be good um yeah perfect perfect yeah. My cheeks hurt. All right, you say it, man. We'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back here tomorrow oh, with more free shipping tomorrow. for Mazdas across the 48 contiguous states. <laughs> let's let's drive Zach into bankruptcy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back here at noon Eastern, nine Pacific. Um, and 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 you know, more cool stuff will be happening. Thank you, everybody, for being here today. <laughs> I'm very aware that my father is the star of the show. He's still my dad. We get to poke fun at each other. This is what we do, gang. Thank you for being here. Happy Tuesday. And I love it's you, Dad. Tuesday? I'll talk to you later. Yeah, it's, it's, Tuesday. Tu it's Tuesday. You know, I, I've lost track of time. I really have.